Welcome to this podcast on innovation, presented to you by ING, recorded in the ING Cafe during the FinTech Conference Money 2020 in Amsterdam. Welcome to the ING Cafe at the Rye in Amsterdam, where we have Europe's biggest FinTech event, Money 20, taking place. Please uh, pull up a seat now and join us at our table here at this very Amsterdam-style cafe where we're going to have a talk with some of the biggest names walking these halls. Together with ING, we're making sure that you do not miss a thing here at Money 2020. I'm Daniel Frankel. I'm a lecturer in consultancy and change at the Rotterdam Business School, and I'm a curious fintech luddite, and I'm also going to be your host. And joining us now at the buzz here at the ING Cafe at Money 2020 is indeed Ralph Hammers, the CEO of ING. Welcome, Mr. Hammers. You're looking uh, relaxed today, I must say. You, you, you've, got a, you've got a blazer, you've got some, some jeans and some orange pumas on. Is, <laughs> is, this, is this the look of things to come? It's, it's the look already, right? So it's not necessarily the look of things to come. But clearly, you know, uh, when you're walking around here in Money 2020, you see all these startups and ventures together with uh, the bigger players in this industry. And it's, uh, it's good to have a mix, uh, not only in style, uh, but also in terms of, you know, uh, the, the future of banking. Yeah. ING has indeed a pride of ownership, I guess one could say, uh, at this conference. How, d- how did that come about? Well, um, ING, basically, if you look at our history and, and, and how we have innovated in the past, uh, we actually developed, in our view, the first fintech, uh, before fintech was even a word. Uh, we started ING Direct in 1997 in Canada, we rolled it out into the US, and ever since we've been successful at ING Directs in countries like uh, Spain, France, Germany, Australia, Italy as well, and they're still growing fast. So. Um, we kind of see ourselves as a fintech. We have some of that culture there as well. And when we were visiting Money 2020 a couple of years ago, we felt that you know this event really needs to take place in Amsterdam. And, and I, I read where you said that Money 2020 was more than a trade show. Well, it's more than a trade show because basically it's a meeting of minds. It's a uh, we inspire each other. Deals are being cut as well, uh, so it's an exchange of views. Uh, so it's 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 certainly more than a tra- trade show. It's really about the future of the financial industry. Yeah, uh, you made, if I'm not mistaken, the opening keynote. I did. How was it? It was good. I mean, it was a good crowd. I think there were like 3,000 people in the room. Uh, kind of rock star in, in, in the stage and the dramatic nature of that. It know? is a big stage and uh, people are, you know, uh, you know, energized and it's it's good. I mean, there's a lot of young people around here, uh, clearly. And the good thing is that there are so many young people interested in joining the financial industry, right? I mean, we have had been, uh, we have been in, in, uh, in worse positions uh, if it comes to the attractiveness of talent. And what was your core message? in that speech? Well, the core message is that if, as a bank, you want to be successful going forward, the future is digital, the future is mobile, the future is very much on customer experience rather than on different products. Uh, And for that, you need, in order to do that successfully going forward, you have to be where your customers are. And your customers are increasingly in in digital platforms. Uh, They're not on the street. They're in digital platforms. That's where they do their shopping. That's where they put uh, uh, that's where they check their mails, that's where they uh, post their blogs, 
their pictures. That's where they make their appointments to hairdressers. And if you want to get into touch with them, you have to connect to those platforms. And these platforms, this show is about fintech. Um, this is a big phrase. It's a, it's, it's a catch-all phrase. How would you, in the simplest way possible, define what fintech is? Fintech is a term that describes an initiative that can be categorized as a startup or scale-up uh, using technology in order to improve a process in the financial industry. And as you as you already said, that fintech, uh, that ING uh, uh, considers itself a 20-year-old fintech. Uh, why were you as a big bank an early adopter? Um, actually, it goes back to our history. Uh, our history, and that goes actually back then to the Netherlands, where we were also once the Post Bank. And the Post Bank uh, was a bank that was always looking for making things easy and making sure people could do banking themselves at home, uh, low entry barriers uh, for people to join uh, join the bank. Um, and clearly, you know, in the old days, this was all paper based and 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 through mail and then when internet came uh, in, in the early or the late uh, 90s uh, actually we built one of those banks but completely made for internet as a channel as a means to get connected to your customers rather than that we looked at the internet and, and, and looked at it what can the internet do for us as a old fashioned bank because then it is just another channel so what we've been really successful at is to basically build a business model for the technological opportunity of internet. And that's exactly what we're doing right now as well. The technological opportunity and the way to get into touch with your customers is through your smartphone, through your tablet. And rather than looking at a smartphone and a tablet as just another distribution channel, because that's old-fashioned thinking in our view, you really have to build the bank for the smartphone. Just to give you an example, it is perfectly okay to have on your web version of the bank to have uh, five different savings products. Because people who do web banking, basically online banking, buying their desktop, they spend generally a little bit more time so they can think over their options. But people who do their banking on a smartphone have no time. They do their banking while they're waiting for the subway or while they're waiting for their coffee at Starbucks. So they have like one minute, maybe two minutes. And if you have two minutes through your banking, you don't give them an option of five different savings products. You may give them an option to choose between two savings products. So you have to rethink the bank for that uh, technology. And that's what we're good at. And you've been doing that for 20 years. Uh, what's been the difficult thing of being progressive with regards to fintechs? Um, <clears throat> the difficult thing generally is that uh, we're also a large bank, so we're a regulated institute. Uh, so we have to adhere to many different rules and regulations, which is all there for a good reason. So I'm not kind of complaining about it. Uh, but it makes you have to think about many more things than the average fintech. So the average fintech can move faster in terms of, you know, um, trying things and, 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 uh, and experimenting with it. 
But nowadays we have our own innovation area where basically we uh, do a lot of our own innovation and we do that also outside of ING. Not necessarily against regulations, that's not what I'm saying, but at least you can do it much faster uh, in that area. Uh, you can have a separate budget for it, you can attract different talent in order to, uh, to work there. Uh, so that's how we do it and that's how we counter the, um, uh, the benefits of being a fintech uh, within ING. The two are kind of contradictory. It's, it's kind of small in fintech and, 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 and a big uh, legacy bank that ING is. I've heard it said, I believe you said, that ING was an unbanky bank. Yes. I That's, like that. What, tell me. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we actually, if you look at those markets where we are successful, uh, very successful, for example, Germany or Romania or Spain or Australia, we're really seen as a love brand. And what do I mean with that? It's we are a brand that stands out from all the other financial institutes that people really want to become a client because they want to show off that they're a client of ING because we're different from the others. And that's what I mean with the Unbanky Bank. And people see that as some kind of a confirmation of their lifestyle. They're different. So they're not with any other bank that has a branch network. No, they, they deal with ING and it's digital only. There's no branches. You have to go online. You have to go on your smartphone to do the business. Um, so that, that's, that's the good thing about that. Just to come back to a remark that you placed there is that um, I don't think that there is a, uh, a conflict there between a larger bank like ING and, and what the fintechs can bring along. I think you can play to each other's strength. Uh, our strength is that we have 38 million customers growing 1.5 million customers a year on the back of a strong brand uh, and customers that are very, very used to, very much used to a digital experience. It's the fintechs who have the good ideas to improve our customer experience that don't have access to the means to build a brand, uh, to build the scale as much as we have. And for them, it's much diff more difficult to get to that same client base. So we can actually help them reaching that, that, that scale and that client base. So it's actually, it's actually a good marriage. And with, with all those missions, that, that, and also the fintechs, the diversity that, that the fintechs bring, um, making money is presumably still the, 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 core, the core, the 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 essence of your being here. How is it? How is it that ING stays? That message, with, that mission was quite simple. Was quite clear in previous times. How do you define the mission of making money in a modern diversity environment like this? Uh, so, when we launch our Think Forward strategy, we really did that on the back of a very clear purpose. And uh, in the keynote speech, that, uh, that we really carefully crafted our purpose to be uh, an institution that empowers people to stay a step ahead in life and in business. And there is no mention of the word bank, there's no mention of the word financials in there. Um, but what it does, it really helps you focus as to what it is that you do and, um, and it go, goes to the core essence of the Institute. Not only in terms of what we represent vis-a-vis -vis our clients, but also it, it kind of shows uh, what, we, what, what role we have in society. 
we empower people to stay a step ahead in life and in business. Uh, that's, that's in itself already a very empowering purpose. And we feel that if you continue to focus on that, and if you really focus very much on, on our strategy to deliver a differentiating uh, experience, that the financial performance will follow. So it's not the starting point is not the financial performance. The financial performance is a consequence of what you do well, what you do well vis-a-vis your clients. And that in itself is not even limited to just being a bank. Exactly. And, and, and now that, that, that environment is being shaped by big tech companies. It's yes. being shaped by Amazon and Alibaba. Um, are they are they a threat or are they an eye-opener to the present situation? Well, the funny thing is that <clears throat> if you look at the big techs and you look what they represent, clearly the big techs represent the marketplace where our clients are. Uh, so from one perspective, they are your partner because you have to kind of connect to these ecosystems and uh, in order to stay in touch with your clients. For example, for payment services, for consumer loans. If you think about building a platform yourself, like ING wants to build its own platform, branded ING, then your platform has to be really meaningful and has to add value on top of the experience that they would have otherwise uh, seamlessly in the ecosystem of Alibaba or Amazon, right? So they really have to step out. So if you want consumers to step out or, or even corporates to step out of a otherwise seamless uh, process, you have to represent something that is a platform themselves, which is very uh, which add value and uh, which is very objective. So the only way to do that is that you have an open platform, um, which basically means that you have to be open for different consumers and producers, uh, that you have to be open for other services than banking services there to get um, earlier in the in the thinking process of your consumers, and it has to be open to competitors. Uh, I can't be. Uh, saying that you know you get your best experience working with ING and then only offer ING products you have to be open to competitors as well so yeah either have to be connected to the big platforms then they're your partner but if you want to build your own platform either as a go-to financial platform or you want to even branch out into kind of lifestyle moments like uh, buying a house platform um, then you become a competitor. Ultimately, in the eyes of the of, of the consumer, um, and with ING with its with its with its legacy, uh, what do you see as presently being the strengths and the weaknesses of the ING brand? Well, and where I, do you want it to go? Uh, the the ING brand represents. Um, a different history in the different markets in which we are. And uh, if you want to build a cross-border platform that interacts with customers in the same way in every country, like the big platform companies do as well, then your brand has to stand for the same thing. So the challenge that we have is that from the different starting points that we have in the different markets, and for example in the Dutch market, we have a very good brand, but it's a very domestic brand. And clearly, since we are more than 100 years old, we also have some legacy in the brand, uh, 
you have to marry that with what we stand for in a market like Germany, where basically uh, the brand stands for the unbanky bank, the digital bank only, the bank without the branches. So if you want to get to that standardized cross-border experience vis-a-vis -vis your customers, not only for corporates but also for consumers, then the challenge for the brand is to take the strength of, uh, of, of, of both uh, starting points and marry that into one good brand going forward. So with all those differences in banking culture by country, uh, getting all your different systems and platforms to be working together, is that a big organizational challenge? Yeah, so uh, what I'm saying and what I've said is that if we want to be successful as a platform, then uh, we have to interact with our customers across the different countries in, in the same way. If you want to do that, then also on the inside, you have to standardize how you work. You have to create one platform. You have to standardize your IT systems, your processes, your support functions. Um, now, if you want to do that, you have a, that's, that's why we have a transformation plan. But the plan itself is not the challenge. The challenge is, do you have the right culture in order to do that, right? And uh, so what we're working on is making sure that this culture that we have, that on one side we deliver the right innovation, that we deliver the right culture in terms of collaboration, uh, but, in a co but in a culture that, uh, that wants to innovate, you also have to allow failure. And, uh, and for that, clearly, you don't want to have big failures, but small mistakes and learn from them because without making mistakes, you will not be able to innovate. Uh, so it's more the culture that is a challenge than the plan to transform. Yeah. Mr. Hammers, you're going to be speaking to a lot of people here at the show. Uh, is there a singular message for ING that you're delivering to this show? Um, the singular message is that uh, for a bank like ING that is uh, first and foremost digital and mobile, uh, we have to look at uh, becoming a platform which is standardized across the countries and for that the inter internal delivery has to be innovative and agile. Mr. Ralph Hammers, CEO of ING, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Interested in who else joined us in the ING Cafe during Money 2020? You can find all the podcasts on ing.com or at bnr.nl slash money2020.